who looks outside dreams and who looks inside awakes the privilege of a lifetime is to become who you truly are carl jung hi this is chaitanya and welcome to chai for the day so what is this inside that carl jung speaks of and what do you mean by becoming who you truly are did you know that our dreams are a pure expression of our own unconscious There's so many more questions as we set sail on this journey with Kate and Chand. Kate Donahue and Chand are teacher and student. Both of them are experienced therapists from two different parts of the world. Kate has over 30 years of experience in therapy and expressive arts, while Chand is an arts major and therapist for over a decade now. Both of them have dedicated their lives to helping people access their unconscious and hence lead complete fulfilling lives. This episode is the first of our Jungian psychology series where we explore the shadow self and how it plays its role in controlling our lives without our knowledge. So listen on to know how to identify and work with yours. So hello and welcome Kate and Chand. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. So um you know before we get into anything else um I'm really curious to know how both of you met. You know it's it's really interesting like both of you with the same background in two different ends of the globe. So how did you two connect and how did you start working together? Well, uh this is Kate and I'll start Uh we met I think it was 2012 something like that. Uh I was teaching in Asia and uh teaching Jung and expressive arts therapy and got invited to Christ University in Bangalore to give two different workshops and Chan was a participant and at lunch one day they sat with me and we started talking and uh, that's how we met uh hi this is chan and thank you chatanya for having us so um i i remember meeting kate so vividly that morning when we walked into christ college the room for therapy and uh, kate was there and she was just so gracious and and so kind and welcomed us in i think that's when i had already started to connect to her at that point when i'd seen her in the morning so okay. yeah so a long exciting journey with kate yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting so yeah. you have a lot of history of yes. working together yeah for us both okay, so yeah it's going to be a f- <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, now both of you are artists and therapists so what is this connection between arts expressive arts and therapy Well, um I started in the field before I think there was even a field where there was more of a look of how to blend the arts together. And what happens uh, when you really look at the essence of art, whatever the art might be, is you really go back to the early ways of healing through uh shamans and rituals in um villages and communities so 
what the whole field is about is bringing out the healing qualities of the arts. Uh, you can do art in many different ways, but this one is for self-understanding and for uh, self-awareness as well as healing. Yeah, I think I got into uh, expressive arts therapy also in a way that I didn't realize I was doing, going to do this. Um, I was volunteering with children uh, at the Spastic Society and when I was working with them is when I started thinking of how can this be a little more therapeutic when they're doing art and is there something that I can work with that uh, in mind and that's how I started looking into art therapy and and uh, got interested in um, uh, also studying it later. That's, that's really interesting and um, you know and it is a fascinating background to have because we don't quite hear about therapy and arts being you know worked on together and then a Jungian uh, oriented approach. So what really drew you to Jungian therapy and how does it really um, you know sit with this whole space of expressive arts and, and therapy? Yeah. I think I got attracted to Jung uh, because I was having these really vivid dreams and at that time wow. I, yeah and I was going to my therapist who was studying to be an analyst then so mm -hmm. well when I told her one of my dreams and that's how I got introduced to Jung and she said this dream is amazing and there's so many symbols you can work with and uh, you have all the right symbols in the dream and that was a transformative time of my life and I think that dream really did a lot for me and I still work with that dream uh, even today so I oh, wow yeah so it it uh, so for me it was dreams and then when you start to get into understanding Jung it just keeps taking you deeper and more into your symbolic life mm -hmm. and how to be how we can translate those symbols back into your living life and how can that how can you work with them every day what does it tell you um, so a lot of wisdom in looking at those symbols. Jung's uh, statement that to know a person the best, you have to understand their symbols and what's important to them and how they symbolically represent their life. And he also had a way of talking about consciousness in terms of personal, cultural, and collective, which is really the universals that hold us all together. So he felt that art and art making and therapy were creative acts and blended them together. And when I was working uh, or when I worked with people early on, I could just see that there was something more than words could express. and. Um, I got interested in Jung and then I was also interested in expressive arts and felt they made uh, a wonderful marriage. So, um, so I think one aspect or you know one word that's just coming from both of you is symbols and how you work with symbols and you know Chandi spoke about dreams which is absolutely fascinating. Um, so, how do you really, I mean, what do you mean by symbols? Are you just talking about dreams um, and, and symbols that really come up in our dreams? Or are you talking about, um, 
you know other symbols which are representative of how we feel mm-hmm. um how would you describe these symbols how well, a symbol in the yogian paradigm is something that has meaning beyond the obvious there's a there's a sign like a stop sign which just means stop but if you look at the stop sign as a symbol it then takes on uh layers of meaning so uh, for example all the ways you've been stopped in your life all the ways you stopped other people in your life uh how society has stopped you so you could look at it and it keeps revealing itself that uh it's each symbol has a plethora of of possible meanings so a symbol is something that represents something else represents something and it has layers of meaning and you can have symbols in uh, dreams you can have mm-hmm. symbols in art in music and drama it's 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 really like a metaphor a symbol is something that me that gives meaning layers of meaning to uh something that's right in front of us wow fascinating so can i describe it as an expression or rather a pure expression of our own unconscious side or what we are just not aware of Well, I think that's a very good way to describe it. It it is yeah. the unconscious on all the different levels revealing itself. It, dreams and art take us into the untapped areas of our life. We're so honed and skilled verbally, but when you mm-hmm. make a drawing or you have a dream or you make music or uh do a drama, something new emerges it's like you're bringing two energies together and it makes a third and so a creative act happens that is the true reflection of your unconscious okay so uh, that was really interesting and uh, you know now now just going with this for our audience could you introduce um maybe a couple of key concepts which are connected with jungian therapy sure um one that everyone knows but may have some different names is that we we start to find out about different parts of ourselves by interacting with the world and the people in the world and sometimes um these interactions are painful or traumatic and it's called a complex where we're told what we can present to the outer world and what we need to hide so with these complexes that we all have that we uh are told what we can share which is the persona and it comes from a Greek word meaning mask so it's what we're taught we can show to the world and then we're also simultaneously taught what we have to hide and 
it has a great name it's called the shadow it's something that we can't see but it's always with us in the background and uh, I could give you an example from my own life that when I was first uh, living with my husband we wanted to buy a spice rack and um, one one day he went out and bought it to surprise me and um, you know, I always had told him I don't like surprises, and I didn't quite know why. But I found out why when he brought home the spice rack, filled it with spices, and then when I got home from work, he told me to go in and uh, look in the kitchen. And what he was expecting was me to be very happy. And what I became is very angry when I saw it. And I just got ballistic. And my poor husband, like his eyes are like as big as flying saucers. He's looking at me like, what just happened? And so I had to stop myself from this autonomous part of me coming out that was enraged and think about why am I so angry? And I remembered that when I was little, when I was about 13, I got my own room for the first time and I wanted it to look like a, a hippie place you know I wanted black wall out without consulting with me and bought me French provincial which was a hundred and eighty degrees from what I wanted <laughs> but but I could not get angry with my mother because I would be told that I was ungrateful so I just swallowed it I made my anger part of my shadow and my gratefulness was part of my persona. And so I was then able to see that what happened was, uh, you know, I cared for my husband a great deal. And, you know, the, the, the gift of intimacy is that you let it all hang out. And so I found out why I didn't like surprises. And um, I learned also that um, I'd have to modulate this part of myself because he was trying to do a nice thing. So here's the con complex. And then from that, you get what you can present to the world, the persona, and what you have to hide, which is in the shadow. And that these complexes can have personal meaning, cultural meaning, and collective meaning. So for me, the spice rack became a symbol um, being surprised and trying to be a better sport about it. <laughs> well, I mean, that honestly makes so much sense, especially when you talk about how our complexes and our, also our persona are formed not just by ourselves, but also by society. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's three different levels to it, or maybe many more. Um, so, so Chan, the question for you mm -hmm. would be, you know, if I am someone who just wants to go deeper and start recognizing and understanding my shadow self, mm -hmm. how do I do that? And is it even possible to just, you know, do it? Uh, when I started working with uh, this whole concept of shadow and uh, with my therapist, and I remember uh, what I asked her was, I mean, why do I want to know what my shadow is and know all these dark aspects of myself that uh, maybe I don't want to see 
and um and what she told me was it's it's just going to make you live a much better life you're going to be more aware of um how you're going to look at your life uh, again and that kind of made sense uh so so it is so interesting and so deep to start to look at your shadow because there's so many things that are unconscious and how you behave and like kate just mentioned about just anger coming up from that long ago and how you react till you start to kind of just stand back and say okay this is what's happening and maybe i don't have to get so caught up in all of this and i can stop it way before i get uh spiral down into something uh so old in a memory so um so it is uh it is not so easy to recognize but also start to look at uh things like you know what what really bothers me about somebody else and because that is really coming out of your own shadow when you getting really troubled about somebody's behavior or just the way somebody appears to you um so those are ways you can start to see if uh, they show up in your dreams as these dark characters that start to appear so your shadow does um uh, play up in your psyche in in many ways if we start to i think pay a little bit of attention to it mm-hmm. well i mean that's absolutely fascinating so um so can you give me a few examples i mean kate or chan mm-hmm. it'll just be interesting to um see or even imagine maybe some of these dark if you're talking about dark images in dreams and mm-hmm. how that could be connected to my shadow self and also say a trigger in an external situation mm-hmm. do you have any examples that you could share from your experiences Well, I can think of one right now. Then then maybe John will have a few too and um I will remember working with a Chinese American woman who uh had great difficulty being angry. She uh she couldn't be angry. She had to be number 1. Um so one day um I had purchased for my sand tray collection and sand tray is like a waking dream is two sand boxes and you create an image by grabbing figures you have all these little miniatures and you make a like a sand painting out of it and we talk about it like a dream and uh I remember she asked me uh I if she could break up my little rosebuds in the tray and i was ambivalent so i gave a very muddied response i said oh, oh oh okay and so she could get that i was conflicted and so she then put in um handcuffs and sticks and and i'm sitting on the side of the tray and pointing right at me is this little kung fu figure that has his fists out mm-hmm. <laughs> so um you know she talks about the tray and then i said you know we haven't talked about this figure over here that looks like it's protecting itself i wonder if maybe you could have gotten a little angry with me about 
how I wasn't clear about the rosebuds. And so it was the first time she ever allowed herself to talk about anger so openly. But it came through her unconscious picking this little martial arts figure who had its fists up ready to strike. And so she let me know she was angry. And she also uh, was able to start expressing anger from very early on. And what it brought up was that she had mm -hmm. been um, uh, uh, abused as a child, uh, not, not horribly, but there were there was hitting and spankings and so she had stored up a lot of anger and one of the things that happens with the shadow is that once you stop holding back all that energy it frees you up to see creative ways of having this this part of you in your life but not in a raw form but in a form that um, can help you in life so it frees up a lot of energy to work with your shadow. Mm -hmm. I think uh, I, I had a uh, similar experience uh, with a client of mine and uh, we always make it a point to be much earlier than when our clients arrive. And that day, I think I got delayed and there was traffic. So I was maybe about a couple of minutes late to get to my session. And I reach there and I see my client is, she's sobbing and she's uh, completely out of balance. She could not control what she was going through. And uh, when I, we went into the session and we started talking about it, we, uh, she explained uh, what came out finally in the session was that her mother never really came to pick her up from school on time. And mm. this whole mm. sense of being abandoned uh, just came up and she didn't know what it all, all, all was till we started talking about and realized that this is something in her shadow and she feels so deeply when people are not there on time and it all goes back to something as deep and uh, wounded as being feeling abandoned. So I think once you work with it and it's not that threatening anymore so you're, you're able to find your equilibrium quicker. So you're, you come back, you bounce back um, much easier uh, to handle what's happening. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, that's so um, interesting, Chan and Kate, because from what you're saying, it feels like the shadow self is so vast, even in just its expressions um, in, in each individual, because with the two examples that you've given, it does seem like how something mm -hmm. so deep um, found expression in such subtle ways where Chand, your client, um, you know, she was just not okay if anyone was even, say, a few minutes late because for her, it just went back to maybe her sense of self-worth. Mm -hmm. And with Kate's client, um, you know, it's this expression of anger, which is shown in such a subtle way. So it's it's fascinating and um, the one question that does come to mind though is once we are introduced to our shadow self or if we say okay this is something um, that I've identified and I know is a pattern do I just allow it to burst out you know if it's anger is it okay is it justified if I just start 
you know having this outpouring of anger everywhere well i i don't think it's about uh letting it take over your personality or your your ability to interact but it's having it as part of uh who you are but it it would be more that you could have a relationship with your anger so it doesn't possess you because if something is so strong inside of you it's going to come out and possess you like it possessed me in that moment uh so what you do is you mm-hmm. you know recognize okay for me i don't like surprises but let's just calm down let's see what the surprise is about if you if you're upset about something express it directly if if you're okay with it don't but it's really the recognition that it can be a part of you and that you bring it out in a way that helps you grow and helps you mm-hmm. protect yourself too um so it's not that you let it possess your personality or your sense of self but that it's part of your who you are and i think also feeling safe to express anger since kate is talking about anger right now and feeling that it's okay to say it in a way to be able to convey what really is happening with you i think to have a new relationship with anger mm yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that was um, i think this was really interesting uh, kate and chand and uh, i think what we've discussed today and especially about the shadow self and at least starting to get familiar with what it is is uh, something that will help our audience a lot and over the next 3 episodes um, maybe we can touch upon a few other concepts that you think will be helpful to people you know just so they can understand and be aware of what exists in the world of um, self inquiry self exploration and how they can just work with themselves um so thank you so much and uh, yeah yeah really looking forward yes, to yeah. connecting with you and soon. i think thank you yeah i just like to end with uh, this uh, when i was yeah. reading uh, just yesterday i picked up a book on jung and i was reading it and he talks about uh, how you are the center and the circumference and i think just understanding yourself can be so large so jung has so many different ways of exploring self uh, so it'll be interesting to take it ahead with you chatanya yeah.